My name is Thomas J. Bepko, and I've been in the mortgage and real estate industry for over 17 years. I've hit rock bottom and been able to come back with a vengeance through gratitude, consistency, and resilience. Through the same principles, I've been able to grow my teams, scale my businesses, and mentor others to do the same. It's going to be about Thomas Bethko's story, about my story. Certain things that drive people, and, and I believe that there's a rare breed out there, and some of them don't even know that they have. 16th year in the business, I started taking social media seriously. Immediately, I saw the results. You have to help people. You have to do the right thing a day at a time. Through my experience, I can help a lot of people. A lot of people can relate to the things that I've been through. We want to take you and push you to that limit to get you to where you want to be. And all I knew how to do was work. I knew how to work hard. I just didn't stop no matter what life threw at me. So we got a special podcast episode. I'm with Ulysses J. Youngblood. We're in Major Bloom here in Worcester, Mass. Yes, sir. Connecticut kid from Trumbull. We're going to get to know, I don't really know Jay. I want to really get to know Jay over the next episode. And I'm really inspired by him. This place is really dope. So we're going to, let's get right to it. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So, who is Ulysses J. Youngblood? Let's That's hear it. That's a loaded question. I know. Full of love, man, and energy. Good. And I think, uh, you know, just the desire to be great and stay persistent. And, you know, a lot of what this is about is, uh, you know, friends just growing up and watching someone strive for something. That they believe motivating. in. Motivating. And believe in. That you sure. believe in. I mean, you Absolutely. being here and seeing this, I mean, I can tell you believe in it. My first of all, you're super educated. I mean, you know. I a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's impressive, I'm a bro. student still, bro. Don't but still, fooled. you're learning every day. <laughs> Even like when people come to me for mortgage or real estate, it's just right. second nature. I mean, it's what I Absolutely. do. It's what I have a passion for, you know? And you seem to get a passion for this. Absolutely, bro. How did, if you don't, so how did you, where'd you come up with Major Bloom? Absolutely, bro. Um, I would say once I finished graduate school, uh, I went to Northeastern for business school, and I realized that um, I was passionate about cannabis and entrepreneurship. So at that time, I was working in the corporate world for probably about six or seven years. Okay. And I went through some things where I was successful, yeah. but I still felt like there were barriers in front of me. Gotcha. So I'm like, couldn't grow. You couldn't let your wing, grow. couldn't spread your yeah, wings and fly exactly. away. And the corporate, honestly, what is it? The corporate handcuffs. Yeah, man. So. It's tough. I get it. I, I I had a corporate job once. I got I. To be completely honest, I didn't last long in a bank. Uh, <laughs> but you learned a lot, Just, though. That's the oh, thing. I learned. Learn in that nine months I did at the bank, I learned from my business on how to really structure a purchase transaction from a purchase deal. Right? On a more From a mortgage standpoint and a buyer's perspective than I will in the real estate. But Absolutely. We, um, I mean, it's consistency and it's passion with everything. You can't be upset and go to work, whether you work at a corporate job or you have right. to run your own camp. Right. So I want to go into it. So we, yeah, I know I keep messing this up, but it's yeah. a, so it's a can we're at a cannabis establishment. Yeah, yeah. A cannabis establishment. So yeah. what is a cannabis establishment? Absolutely. Well, by state law, it's anyone that has a license, right? So we don't just have one license, right? People usually say, oh, we're going to the dispensary. But you okay. know, you've been in our kitchen slash yeah. laboratory. Yes. And the other side of it is that we have a delivery license as well. Oh. So when we have vertically integrated licenses, it doesn't just become a dispensary, it becomes an establishment. So it's like full service. Full service. Cannabis bro. Vertically full service. Integrated, bro. Vertically yeah, integrated. So. I mean, super impressive. So delivery, that's yes, good. You're delivering like Uber and Chronic? Something like that. Like that bro. Bro. I love that. It's, it's kind of crazy, bro. Well, think about why after, so did that, did you change, did that come up in COVID? Was that pre-COVID, was that no, after? It was pre-COVID, so the state, they have these um, regulations that are really geared towards equity. Okay. So basically just uh, you know shrinking the wealth gap, if you will. 
Because honestly, with cannabis, there's a lot of rich people who are just getting richer off of it. That's, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't necessarily come from that background. I'm a blue collar. Yep. You know, you no work. pun intended with the blue shirt, bro. But like, yeah, my old man. Shine man, now, grind later. Something like that. Shine bro. now, grind later. But right? yeah, I mean, we come from basically just like bootstrap effort. Yeah, you know what I mean? Of course. Not like generational wealth. So the state came out with this provision and they're like, all right, well, you know, with delivery licenses and also social consumption licenses, yeah. it's going to be for the local smaller companies. So Good. even though we have this manufacturer's license and this retail license, we basically have a way in to be, I guess, exclusive for a little bit and be one of the first to deliver cannabis as well as making products that we deliver. Got it. And so you grew, let's back up a little bit. You grew up in Connecticut? I did, yeah, yeah. In Trumbull? Yeah, somewhat. I lived in Bridgeport for a bit. Okay. I lived in Naugatuck, and okay. then I moved to Trumbull. Okay, so you're kind of all over. All over. So Southern, Fairfield, New Southern, Haven County. Basically, Fairfield, yeah, Southern Mass, Southern, oh, Southern Connecticut, yeah. So then you went to undergrad Sacred Heart? I just, yo, that was my last stop, bro. I went oh, to seven okay, different okay. schools before then. Oh, okay, but you <laughs> went to grad school too, I, I did, bro. So I actually, my first college was down the street. It was Assumption College. That's how okay. I got to Worcester. Okay. But I ended up getting kicked out because of weed-related shit in 07, <laughs> I love bro. it. I swear to God, bro. I ended up getting, like, my ass beat by the police and all this different shit. So come on, that, I don't mean to laugh, dude. I'm no, no, I mean, it's all good. But when that happened, my mom was like, all right, I need you to come back home. Yeah. And then that's why I bounced around. I went to Southern. I was talking to you, man. I went to Southern and got kicked out of there. <laughs> for weed? Some other shit. I mean, y'all got my apartment raided for weed then. And they put me on the wrong path of not going to class and shit. So what, what's funny is I'll put myself on blast. Thank you for sharing that. I was on my way up here and I did a semester at Eastern Connecticut State University in Willimantic. And to this day, I think I have the biggest pop bust in Occam Hall. Yeah. I, got, I got my way back in. Yeah. And they, I couldn't be on campus or off campus. I had to go to my class, yeah. and, but they let me live at nah. the Best Western over there. Nah, and I got, yeah, nah. and I, I was just telling her on the way up here, Route 66 yeah. and 44. So no, I get it. Man. I was past that, bro. They were like, no, we don't. I I think I'm still banned from my first time, I swear to God. <laughs> you got me beat. Like 15 years later, bro. Yeah, but, but, you uh, didn't, but you didn't give up on your dream nah, or your nah. passion. A lot of it, well, passion. the school wasn't my passion, bro. A lot of it was my mom. And my mom, she actually, uh, she asked me to study business at Sacred Heart. Okay. And I was like, you can study business? And I was like, bet, I'm going, I'm finishing. Okay. So I ended up finishing, and then I went to business school right after that. Got it, yeah, got it. So. And Northeastern, which is in Boston, Yeah, right? correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How far are we from Boston now? Probably like, what, an hour? Uh, no, nah, I get to Boston like 35 minutes from here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. It's quick. Yeah, man, it's, it's nice, bro. It's nice. But yeah, I mean, part of it too is that, um, you know, growing up, I ran a family business with my dad. Okay. So that's kind of where, like, you know, the hands-on experience really got me going. And then when my mom was like, oh, you can also study business, it was like, oh, shit, I'm ready to do this. What kind of business did you run with uh, your dad? Businessman, oh, with my dad, oh, we did uh, power washing. Okay. Yeah, we did like restaurant hoodman cleanings, like probably most of the that you've heard of in like Fairfield County. But, okay. Like, a lot of the Mexican restaurants, a lot of the Chinese restaurants, okay. Italian restaurants. Okay. You know, Monroe, all the way to Greenwich. Okay. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, you worked. I you worked, worked since life. I was 14, You're still working. <laughs> we came in today. I mean, it's busy in here. It's great. Thursday. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Would, um, you know, have there been, I mean, obviously there's been struggles, but if you had somebody that was in your industry like, trying to start out, maybe trying to quit, right? Because right. I mean, I'm sure when the going gets tough, the tough gets going like any business. Anything to tell a newcomer in the... Man, I think truth is, is important to have. Okay. Because um, I think with people in cannabis now, they look at it and they see green. They're like, oh, there's a lot of money in cannabis. But, you know, here we are. I could say a couple lifetimes and I'm yeah. not like, 
break it. I haven't paid myself, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been yeah. dead. Everything, <laughs> well, everything's going back into the business. <laughs> yeah, bro, look, exactly. I, look, I, people, I, even my business at Yellow Brick, like, everything goes back into Absolutely, the business bro. because you have to. Right? Absolutely. All the blood, sweat, and tears, that sweat equity counts, too, Absolutely. right? Not the money you're owed, the money you put in Absolutely, that bro. nobody sees or talks about. Dude, yo. Even my, even myself, bro. It's oh, hard yeah. To believe. Like, I can't believe I just did that. Yeah, bro. Or even, like, the amount of time, man. Like, Nobody's you know, going to do it better than you, though. Yo, there you go, bro. And if so, you want you done right. <laughs> being a true entrepreneur, it's like, I, I don't know, do you want to say you're a control freak or you just, I don't know what the hell it is. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to get Don't say if that, If I will, look. Whatever. Most people say that. That's what they say. I don't think I'm a control freak. I just want to get my shit done. Yeah, basically. And you're not going to get it done better than me. Right. And you're not going to do it. You're not, you're not going to do it. I'm well, going to also, when you say control figure, you think about like delegation, right? So you got to be good at delegating oh, great, stuff too. Great you know delegating. I, mean? I love. Well, I, it's, it's like if I'm not good at it, I'm gonna find somebody that knows really exactly. how to do it. But you have to. Like you saw a team in there, Jill and yeah, John. Dude. dude, they have a certain skill set that I don't have. You know yeah. what I mean? Same with my business partner. She's a freaking lawyer. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like you got to have the right team. You got to have the right team. For me, I mean, I. I have, I think I have the best team on both sides of Bob and mortgage and real estate. Like we have a culture, we hang Absolutely. like it's, Absolutely. it's all about your team and it's what you attract and Absolutely. you know what you give out to or give back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so where, where can they find you? So we're in Worcester, what, like on Instagram, Facebook, website. Yeah, yeah. So we're the major bloom across the board or even just major bloom. If you Google search or even on Instagram or Facebook. Um, but yeah, all socials, online menus, people are in the area. And Delivery? Do, deliveries. By November, I would say by probably okay. uh, Thanksgiving. Okay. Be, yeah, be ready to yeah, we'll be ready, deliver bro. rolling up on Thanksgiving Day. You better Imagine be open. You're going to be open. Yeah, you're the busiest day of the year. Oh, it's going to be crazy, bro. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Where did you come up with the name Major Blue? Major Blue? Uh, honestly, it started off as Major Native. Okay. Because uh, I do have some native in my blood. Okay. Then I realized that, like, you know, people might take offense to that. If they're, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we were just kind of collaborating with the team amongst, like, what would be some other good names, and Major Bloom kind of popped up. I love it. So yeah. is there, I mean, look, you're in the cannabis business, so I'm assuming, and you being the professional, I'd like to know, and I'm sure people want to know, is there a misconception about being in the cannabis business right now? Yeah, yeah. I think the first misconception that comes to mind, I think about my parents. <laughs> when, I was, when I was 17, this is a real story. When I was 17, my parents, they used to, like it was the summer, like graduating from Trumbull High, maybe like 05 or 06, and they were just found like ounces like every other week <laughs> in the crib. <laughs> yeah. So I had a distinct conversation with my dad because he was concerned that I would start like selling heroin or like fucking yeah, Percocet. It's the gateway drug. It's a gateway drug, right? And I still, the even though they see, story. right, bro, like they know this is legit. They still have that, and it's it's basically like that generation has been lied to by the government for so long. Of course, you know what I'm saying? They don't they don't question Tylenol or coffee or how about you know alcohol? I mean? Don't even get me started alcohol, with alcohol, bro. Right, started, so. right, man. So it's like um, I think that's the biggest misconception, especially for like our parents' generation, is that it's like know, they were sold a bag of goods and we. We were told to say, oh, my mother, I mean, my same that baby boomer generation, no offense, right. our parents love my parents, God bless them, but, you know, it's, they, yeah, they were, they were told something, probably things that our kids or grandkids will tell us that we were told by some, <laughs> yeah, you know. that was his lies, bro. Same thing, right? No, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, I feel like that's one of the biggest misconceptions is just, like, people don't realize the health benefits of it. You know, and it's just like guilty by, associ uh, by association because yeah. it is a class one drug still. But yeah. is it really but addictive? Why? Like, you know, what mean? cocaine but, and heroin? No. Well, you can't you cannot become physically addicted to THC. That is a fact. You can't your body cannot physically withdraw from it. You can't die. You can't die. You can't die. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anybody that smoked too much pot. Yeah. And yeah. Bob Marley didn't even die. Right. Yeah. Like, he's like the biggest weed smoker ever. You ever hear him? Right. Like it, 
your poor oh, guy, man. Yeah. So that's oh. a good misconception. That's a good point. Yeah, I think so, bro. I so, think so, and like obviously you worked your whole life and you want to persevere and like what's next? So you got the delivery, you got the spot. Are you man, looking for yeah. more? Like what are you trying to do? Man, I would say after we utilize all the assets that we have, so the manufacturing and the delivery, it's probably probably something else in this state. Good. But if not, we're going back home to Connecticut for sure. I no. So let's talk about that, right? Connecticut recreational is on the brink, right? It's on the way. Yeah. We're medical only right now. I know very little, bro. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully, I mean, I look, I yeah. can't wait. At some I think point. it'll be great for the economy. It's going to be great Absolutely. for the state. It's going to be great for people. It's gonna be, I mean, it's... Look. Absolutely. So I'm pumped, man. I'm excited. Absolutely. Do you people, do you think people look at you different that you're still like heavy in the cannabis business? Like, uh, no, nah, I'll tell you one perspective as important as my kids. Of course. Right, because my kid, he's five now, and like, okay. he used to come in here before we were doing construction, and I have to explain to him why he can't come in here anymore. Of course. Because it's okay. state law. Like, as soon as you okay. have cannabis, they don't want anyone under 21 in Absolutely. Here. Just so, like a bar. Uh, well, no, well, guess, it's not well, like a bar, I guess, it's, I guess. Yo, Could you right? go serve I can take him to the liquor store next that's door, bro. True. I can that's take him to CVS, true. bro. That's weird. So it is weird because it's, it's a little different for me because I live five minutes away from here. So yeah. like... If I own an auto body shop, he'd be learning the tricks and the trades of the business. He can't until he's 21. Exactly, bro. Uh, so I think that's the biggest thing is that, like, you know, he's, I, I, he's, at least my daycare provider has said that, like, kids have said something to him. He's only five. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the way, only perspective I, I get. Everybody it. else, I don't give a fuck. They can time, but by the time he's old enough to even know, it'll be way different. Yeah. I'm sure. No, you it's, tr it's true, Times bro. Are, things are changing, It's right? true, bro. It's true. But it's no. like, how do you how do you educate a five year old on that shit? I know. You know, so he'll be he'll be all right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, yeah, well, we're gonna go shopping, man, and we'll we'll get you. We're gonna let you get back to work. Get word. back to work. Well, I appreciate you so, having man. us. Yo, appreciate you having me, bro, and coming through. Dude, of course, you know bro. Saying? Thank you, man. Yo, Thank you for real. Thank you. Talk soon.